Welcome one and all to Cap Club Bar with today's edition of Cap Club Podcast. I'm Digital Bacon, joined, of course, here behind the bar by Chewbacca back and... Hello, hello. I'm looking There's across else, yeah? and who, who's that sweeping up the little, like, you know, mopping up, sorry, the little puddle at the back? Is it, is it the janitor? Hello? Who's the that? Janitor? Yeah, yeah. Janitor. Don't janitor, I ain't up, dude. Hey, I, I uh, everyone always lost a janitor, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, aren't you the guy from the CFTs uh, podcast, if I remember correctly? Uh, uh, nah, that's my brother. Oh, that's your brother. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, so we I... bought Flex Bunny on then. Who, no, like, that's the oh... Yellow Bunny. Oh, that's the Yellow uh... Bunny. Oh, it's all coming together. So the family of bunnies. I I like it. Yeah. A bit weird though, because yeah. he, he did yeah. say he was flex bunny last time. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, mm, sweet. He always mm. tries uh, tries to be me. Sweet. It has to be know? you. Mm. Even though, you... okay, I, I guess it's fine, dude. Although, I mean, you are a janitor at the couple of podcasts. Yeah. It's the best. It, I mean, hey, 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 hey true as well. Only the janitor right now. You know, he's trying to make his way through. Like when, when I was interviewing the Flex Bunny, and he he yeah. made very sure that I knew it was the Flex Bunny. Oh, it was yeah. like bunny. you know what? I'm I'm happy to come Wait, in as Janta week one, but week two, he's expecting to be running the joint. And you know what? We, we like that ambition, don't we, around here? Okay. Well, yeah, uh, look, I'm I mean, coming for your job. If the fans love him enough, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess he's allowed. But so far, I haven't seen many people talking about Flex Bunny yet. So. I mean, Lilfax Bunny. Lilfax Bunny. So, so if, I'm, if I'm asking, can I call you Flex or Bunny? Or does it have nah, to be Lilfax Bunny all the time? Nah, you have to call me Flex. Just okay. Flex? Yeah. Okay. People call well, me Flex. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, just I'm just calling you Bunny. Yeah, we'll go for the Bunny, uh, I guess. You know. Okay, we'll go for Bunny. This makes it a bit easier. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. <laughs> I love how it's like... Uh, is the flex bunny, but just bunny to friends, like <laughs> as if you're that important. Oh, oh, we're friends. It's a bunny? pleasure. That's all right, you know. <laughs> it's a good life to be a janitor, I guess. Play some Mario Kart with the, with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Of course, got yeah. Oh, not do it, man. Be chill. Anyways, how about we start the podcast up, dude? For, for a few topics. Yeah, that's it. We've had our little. Uh, I, I guess that's an opener. Sure, we'll take it. It's an intro. It's good enough. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll be honest. Ooh. But yeah, this week has been a bit of a busy, hectic one for me personally. But news-wise, it's been a little bit odd in all over the place, hasn't it? Like, just start off with, I guess, the biggest news, even though it doesn't seem big at all. Um, but ID at Xbox, basically, Microsoft trying to get more indie developers into their ecosystem and give them. Yeah tools to be able to say use the microsoft servers and such and this feels mm -hmm. weird to me purely because this for them felt like they were trying to announce it as a big thing and yeah. it's just indie games right like what has become of the world where indie games are now a big selling point or a big talking point for a lot of fans out there well if you look at 2020 like last year what are if you, if you think are the biggest games from last year if you think back 2020 uh, Animal Crossing first and foremost, we cannot, like, turn that down. But I think one of the biggest ones was Hades, right? Where... Well, I was also more thinking oh, of yeah, Among Us and Fall Guys. Which oh, are yeah. the true, biggest true, true. ones, let's be honest there. The biggest, biggest ones of the year. Like, they generated the most hype and they just mm. probably have the most players during their hype moment. Especially Among Us. <laughs> so, if you think, just think back at last year, where everyone was cooped inside, and where probably gaming was, was its largest, probably ever. Yeah, like Among Us and Fall Guys were the the big boys that year. Like 
I guess Animal Crossing was in there as well, but Animal Crossing also died pretty fast. And it just one of those games that will always get hyped just because it has a big fan base. But games like, like I said, Animal Crossing and Fall Guys had no fan base. No one knew it existed before it came out. So that alone shows how big of an impact any games can have. Just it doesn't matter if it's a AAA game or any game, as long as the game is good, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's only good for from Xbox because Switch already. Well, actually, Nintendo already did it a long time with their whole uh, indie um, direction stuff because they know that indies are also important for a console. Because if you look at my favorite games, I would probably put Shovel Knight in there, and probably Hollow Knight's in there as well. Celeste, uh, it's a big Knight, one. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah, good one, dude. You also like Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight, great game. I mean, uh, Bonnie is the one that introduced me to Hollow Knight, so I should probably thank him for that, even though he doesn't like him it's himself that much. <laughs> but it's still a good game, you know, so... And just to clarify to everyone, I uh, defeated three bosses, don't worry. Three bosses? Out of how many? Three 30 bosses. or something? Nah, oh, it doesn't really matter, you know, we're okay, not talking okay. about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hollow Knight oh, yeah, is a hard uh, game, but yeah, you're right. Like, and it was interesting to see Among Us because not not to throw any shade out there, but it seems like the Among Us lot or the Among Us fans largely sort of had this weird crossover with a lot of Fortnite and younger audience fans. Um, again, mm -hmm. no hate towards Fortnite, or because I know, like, you know, being a boomer, Chewie and Bunny, <laughs> I, I'm expected that I should just hate that game through and through. I don't get it. It's not for me. I'll, I'll say that, but it's a good game nonetheless, right? Like, yeah. it's incredibly well made. Or, uh, Fortnite, uh, Fortnite, Fortnite here. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you had a lot of like YouTubers that made their career purely out of Among Us. Um, like, from my understanding, um, YouTubers such as say Corpse Husband and all of that, which yeah. were not to be harsh, irrelevant, or uh, I'd never heard of him beforehand. And now he's suddenly in like the top what I would argue towards twenty YouTubers on the platform that are co constantly yeah. putting out content, which is crazy off the back of one game in the space of one year. And you saw, I think, a big thing as well is that a lot of YouTubers and Twitch streamers got together because what the lobby's ten people in it, so you have yeah. like communities build from that game. I mean, that's usually how it goes, right? Like. Uh... People get famous in one game and then they hope they can yeah, go to other high. games, but usually uh, people will fall down as long as the game dies, you know? Mm. So uh, it, it makes sense Among Us also made people big, just because the game is big, and same with Fortnite. When Fortnite got big, Ninja got big, and Ninja wasn't the biggest one back then. But he just grew so mm. big in popularity, just because his game was big, you know? That's how it is. P people just ride the waves in the, if you want to be an influencer. Otherwise, it's hard to make it in the in the in the industry. And just straight off the back of that, because Among Us is, I want to say by this point, four years old, ain't it? It was around for yeah. a long while. I'm saying four mm -hmm. years old. It was the, I think it was 2017 it came out. Uh, but it only well, came back now, into so. the scene by streamers and YouTubers actually making it big by a YouTuber just picking up like the game is meant to be played just amongst some friends and it got played yeah. that way so by all accounts it's not like indies are a new thing it just seems like they're very hit and miss because i'd never even heard of the game beforehand and it was out on no, phone as no well by that point right <laughs> it was a small group um, of three guys i want to say uh, uh, yeah, i think it's you guys because on the game awards they were all on the at the, the show when they won and it was, pretty, it was pretty awesome when they won, dude. It was a, it was a awesome gang, dude. 
Because, yeah. of course, they didn't expect it to ever be that level of Canada Game Awards with the, the big boys, you know? <laughs> but like, it, it shows, just because you're on any game doesn't mean it's bad. And I think a lot of people are just saying, oh, it's any game, so it's not as good as AAA game. But Ooh. I actually think it's usually the other way around. I think any game is probably better than AAA games nowadays, like way better. And but is first that of all, just becoming, is that because of like the ease to access them now with indie games being able to publish online and hence why say this Microsoft initiative coming through or is it that people are looking for those games because quite often no matter what the full size game is they're like coming up to 60 quid you know 60 euros these days mm -hmm. whereas indie games you expect to pick them up for a tenner right yeah, that's said. It's also way but cheaper also than to play game. Just saying. You know, <laughs> usually they are finished. Most, most of the times they're finished. Instead of all the AAA I mean, games that are going to release these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a good example would be Shovel Knight because, of course, that, that game uh, promised a lot of things when they were in. Uh, how do you call it? In. Uh, Alpha State? No, no, it's, it's when you donate to make it. Uh, like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Backers, backers and stuff. So, yeah, right, yeah, backers. Yeah. so when they had backers and stuff, they made all these promises that if they reached a certain goal, they would make those kind of things. And the, the fact that they actually pulled through after like five years of development is actually a thing you don't see often in the gaming industry, which already shows how dedicated they are to doing it and stuff, you know? Mm. Even though they, they actually lost a lot of money because, you know, they can't just make the game a lot more expensive now because they promised those things when people got the game. So they made a promise that if you got the game before this period, you would get everything for free. And I'm, I'm one of those people, by the way, so I'm very happy. <laughs> but I also bought the game on multiple platforms because I thought the game was so good that I wanted to play it on the Wii U, the Switch, and I also bought it on the PC now. So if you have a good game, it just shows that people will probably buy the multiple platforms as long as your game is good enough to keep playing and playing. And Ooh. as long as the developers are good enough to actually go through their promises, it just shows that you have a lot more power than, let's say, Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red, which is now on the fire <laughs> for not finishing their game. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've gone over Cyberpunk beforehand, and I think that's yeah, another. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's another good point. Is indie developers tend to not have that pressure of the publisher right there. Mm -hmm. Like when we look at even AAA games, not taking Cyberpunk, but let's take a look at say Bioware with both yeah. Anthem and. Um, that um, Mass Effect Adromeda, both those were just piles of garbage on fire, really, when you look Ooh, at them okay. game-wise. Uh, they were not <laughs> finished, they were not good products, they were purely made to, like, Andromeda was just to keep Mass Effect alive whilst the game was sort of finished already, and Anthem mm -hmm. was just replying to Destiny and trying to get that gaming-as-a-service idea going. I still think though, if they did Anthem right, it could have actually been huge. Oh yeah, because that... it was the first trailer they dropped. Everyone was like, "Okay, this actually looks sick." Yeah, with the uh, robots and stuff. Yeah, dude. you know, you're flying around world. in an open world. But and the flight was, mechanic you know, was wasn't put in apparently until like six months before the game was Yikes. first launched. <laughs> like, they... also I mean, pretty I mean... sure you could get late late gear like the highest possible gear like super early on in the game and it was just not nothing you know bosses yeah, were so there, easy there was to no grind to it at some point i, I mean i guess the same was happening with no Man's sky you know because they showed the trailer which looked amazing but mm. then the trailer turned out to be not what the game stayed the same right now and it's usually just because the developers are being too ambitious because of course like nowadays you have to have something big in order to sell your game unless you're like a fifa or whatever right you know you just 
Nowadays it seems people are too ambitious with their games and then they give an estimated release date. Like the same people with Dying Light 2, they give an estimated release date. And now we're already two years later than the estimated release date. So it just shows that games nowadays are not near being finished when they get announced and then usually they're not even finished yet when they did get released. It's, it's, like, it's a weird, I would say, toxic environment right now with the whole gaming industry. Because but you can't really be hyped for a game anymore. Because you, 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 you don't, even, you don't even know if it will be released this year, you know, mm. or, lo or next but year. To counterpoint that, I think uh, Cyberpunk was the tipping point of it, and now we're we're on like the opposite side. Things are going to get better purely because hopefully of the backlash from it, uh, and you're starting to see get, uh, developers not so worried anymore about announcing that game's going to be delayed, about announcing that like uh, another game for me personally was. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which was a very big hyped sequel to the first game, which was a cult classic from like 2003, yeah. 2004. And it only got relevance again because tabletop RPGs have become big again. So making a video game off it, perfect sense. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, that was meant that got delayed last year into the end of this year, like December time. And then a couple of weeks back, they just went. Oh yeah, this has been put on hold indefinitely, <laughs> which is like, yeah. as a fan and someone that was hyped for this game, you're there like, what the fuck? But clearly, things were going right, weren't going right, and you prefer like, especially with franchises, a game not to release over a bad game, right? Because yeah, you don't want to. I don't want to say damage the image of it, but yeah, you I mean, don't you, want you, it you, to you, be you sour. Do damage. Yeah, like you. Whatever it is, even if your game is shit, you should damage the, the image immediately. Mm. Which is why CD Projekt Red is now, like, yeah. it used to be really big, but now they're actually frowned upon because of Cyberpunk, which could be like they wanted to be their big breakthrough after Witcher 3, which was their big, big breakthrough. And now they're just, I mean, I guess the same as uh, Bethesda with the whole Fallout 76 situation, where there's also, they were considered one of the worst gaming companies out there just because Fallout 76, now they handled it with the whole. Uh, Loot boxes and stuff, but it's also yeah. dying out now. Loot boxes, just because loot boxes are not respected in the gaming industry nowadays. Yeah, CG Project was like one of the, I would say maybe even the most respected uh, gaming. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, out there, but like I think the most respected will be Rockstar, right? No, Rockstar got like shitted on after like the the whole thing with um online, you know, GTA oh, Online, yeah. where they kept just. Being the like, shark hey, cards. You know? <laughs> yeah, the shark cards. Ah, okay, okay. Makes sense. And makes sense. with uh, with CD Projekt, it was always you get the game, you know, we'll show mm -hmm. you what you get. And especially yeah. with that Witcher the uh, season pass they did, like the DLC that they brought out was so huge. Everyone was like, okay, well this is this is what a season pass is supposed to be. Yeah. But well, after Cyberpunk, they uh, well yeah, they're a bit gone now. I mean, it's how it is. Like, you kind of like they literally betrayed or lied to their players because the things they showed are not what the actual game is, after all. And the same happened to No Man's Sky. You know, they showed things that are not actually there. 
and they are, they, they always get time to get back from it. Like I'm excited as well. You know, you, they, you just gotta work hard and make sure you do your fans justice by fixing your game what you promised them. Yeah, that's I, the only reason I they can get back. Probably going for it, but will take a very long time. Of course they're gonna. I mean, it's stupid not to do it, you know. Because after that, if they release something new, no one's gonna wanna. No one's gonna trust them again. Yeah, afterwards, if they don't fix their uh, relation with their fans, which makes sense. Like, it's also just annoying because I feel like companies should be more, should just be more honest about what's going on behind the scenes. Like, a, a big uh, thing for me was with uh, Metroid is when they actually did tell us about how they want to restart the game instead of not telling us at all, you know? Because they know, okay, it's going to take a little bit longer. And I'm okay with that because they're going to fix the game and they told me what they're going to do with it. So I feel like companies should be more open about what's going on behind the, the scenes for fans. But at the same time, Nintendo always announce way too early about upcoming projects and that. Like, Metroid, what, at this point, it's going to be like five years before it comes out? Breath of the Wild 1 was a good four years, I think? Well, that's it, like, miss. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> needs to calm down on that aspect when it comes to the first buy, but that's just because people are hyped for it, so they want to put it out, ain't it? Well, as I said, it's like a hit or miss, because if you look at uh, Martin's Aces released in the same year, if you look at uh, mm. Paper Mario released, I think a few months after it was announced, if you look at uh, Luigi Mansion released the same year, like it just hit or miss when they announce it and release it. I mean, look at Golf as well. Golf is also going to release this, this year, like mm. a few months after the announcement. It, it just seems that uh, probably the big title, like Breath of going to take a lot, a lot of time, you know? So it seems that they want to assure people that it's, getting, it's in the works, but it's still going to take a long time and I think of the wild one was the whole problem is that they also had to make for the switch so that just pushed it back more than they wanted to probably because they didn't make it for the wii u and for the switch even though the wii u was not capable of probably handling it so they had to rework a lot of stuff to make it playable on the wii u yeah they did they did promise it for the wii u so you can have a problem there if you don't release I'm, it on the wii u i'm pretty sure they even like first they went like we want you know it's going to be wii u main system yeah that was the, the switch idea. came up and they were like well, well uh, <laughs> yeah. probably put it there it, it I mean, definitely it was felt like Switch. they delayed the game purely for the Switch launch. Like, they could yeah, have probably yeah. put it out six months earlier, but Nintendo don't do that. Like, what was the, um, the game where you play, like, a little Nintendo-owned indie game where you play as, like, two paramedics and you just got to put mm -hmm. people on the stretcher? It came out, like, <laughs> last year. That was on the service okay. for, like, six months before that actually came out. Like, it was on the Nintendo servers. And if, because, you know, data miners look at all that stuff and they could see the release build was from like May and the game came out in November time. So yeah. that that's always been a weird one with Nintendo. If they hold back games purely for certain windows that they think are better, which I don't think many other companies consider. Like the only time uh, I've ever do. seen that is to put out like, say, a shooter to try and, you know, reduce the sales of Call of Duty with uh, Battlefield in that versus Call of Duty and like that competition, not just when there's no competition to it, they're just like, nah, this ain't the right time. We'll just leave it. It feels so weird. Uh, I actually think they, they, like, it's always just happening because they want the best launch for your game. So I do think people actually check what the best it will be for, for their game. Especially if you also think about if they want to add stuff to it. Because of course, you, like with CFTs, is one of those games where they always want to add stuff to it. Hmm. So when it released, they, they probably should have made a whole plan beforehand so they could actually edit it when the game got released, you know? And I think yeah. a lot of games are already working on things to release for the game, so they're probably going to wait a little bit longer until they have this more finalized. 
so they can edit easier to the game after the release. It's probably the way to do it. Yeah. Speaking of releases <laughs> as well, my No, dude. I'm not. You don't agree? I think I'm having... Oh, I agree. I thought you said... Uh... Am I okay? I'm oh. sorry. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't think you're okay if you look at you with the black dad, dude. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not okay. I'm not oh, having a great okay. time at the moment. I don't know how that did way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hack the game, by the way, guys. Uh, you all saw it on the <laughs> podcast. I didn't have a green shower. You didn't even hit it all somehow. I think I was still in, like, invincibility frames or whatever they call it because you hit me nah, with the nah, red. Nah, nah, nah. I tend to should have. Yeah, you no should have won that. Um, <laughs> makes no sense. But yeah, speaking of new releases and that, sort of uh, weirdly going to a new tangent to a release I don't think... Especially I didn't expect, but Rocket League Sideswipe. Now, yeah, everyone dude. at home clearly must know we're, we're big Rocket League fans. I, I think Buns is the biggest Rocket League fan around here. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Gold player? <laughs> yeah. Gold player, right? Um, nah. You hired gold? I'm platinum. Platinum? Yeah. Wow. This man, dude, he's crazy. <laughs> but, to be fair, he, he, he did play a lot more than uh, back in the day when we were supposed to play a lot more. Because he had different friends to play for a while. <laughs> this guy, dude. Yeah. You know. Wasn't really my thing, Rocket League, you know. And, uh... Still not. Well, I mean... You're not, you're not really, I guess, into that kind of game. You're more into shooters. So, yeah. that makes sense. Hmm. But yeah, the Rocket League uh, app, dude. But to, to me, it does make sense. To be honest. It does make a lot of sense. Just because we already spoke about this during the... I think the Spyro episode. Mm -hmm. Where it's just easier to make... Uh, your game accessible for phone is because you have a way bigger audience on phone than on any other console or PC. Because everyone owns a phone, you know? So it's easier to make a game on there and make some money if, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna make uh, decals and stuff like in the real game, maybe to pay for it. Yeah, they, basically so, uh, it looks like you're they're telling just... me it's Rocket League coming for the phone. Yeah. It's a, it's a different Rocket League, it's not, not the same. Okay, okay. It's like 2D if you get the idea of it, so you're going side to side for the goal instead yeah. of like the full 3D the side swipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's free to play by the way as well, so... But because you, it's made on the Unity engine, the they can just quite easily pour it on over, can't they? Because um, the models work exactly the same over you just got to shrink it down to different resolutions in that. Yeah. But face it rock league already runs fairly okay on the switch so having a mobile game this looks like it's probably going to run pretty well mm -hmm. um but i think this just came out of nowhere because a lot of big gaming companies don't take mobile seriously because yeah. the size of mobile games just because of the fan base and what they're into there aren't into big games on phones they just want you know something you can play on the toilet as the benchmark, you know, five minutes and in out, that's it. One game done. Mm -hmm. as for, for the common person, because of course, you know, the biggest games on mobile, stuff like Fortnite and PUBG. So they're the exception to the rule, really, aren't Mario they? Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. Mario Kart Tour is a pretty short huge. one. Come on. Uh, okay, I mean, I mean, I guess like two minutes, but. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is still the biggest game on mobile. Oh yeah, obviously, dude. It's Pokemon. Want... It's a big franchise, and it's well done. It's a good game. I want to say over in Asia, it's something. It's the Fire Emblem uh, Nintendo game or something like that. That's pretty big over there. Um, also, Genshin Impact. That came out, of course. Oh yeah, I thought about that game, dude. To be honest, <laughs> I thought it existed. <laughs> it's a good game, but 
Yeah, it's... I mean, I... personally for me, it's too anime and, and like... People like anime, that's fine for, with me, but I don't like anime myself, so when it's too anime... Same between me with Xenoblade, like Xenoblade 2 is just less fun to me because it's too anime for my liking. <laughs> the, like the style and stuff, I'm not really into I it. Guess. The big boobies. Oh man, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> okay. The, the big bonkers, dude. <laughs> Hold on. I never knew this. Dude, the Smash character. You knew, you knew oh, her, you mean that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's on Cinebet 2. Big milkers. Big milkers. Cinebet 2, so. Oh, whoever <laughs> picked. The, why do you pick Baby Part? This is the worst this, track in this the is game. This is the best. Look. <laughs> the best map. This is never chaos, dude. And we like chaos in this podcast, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. It's all about chaos. I mean, dude, mm. chaos, talk about chaos. Splatoon one chaos, but anyways, I think it was chaos versus uh, order and mm -hmm. chaos one. Dude. So people like chaos more than order. Well, you were saying that's how they're designing Splatoon 3 is purely off yeah. of chaos, which. Yeah, I mean, that's how they lost them as well. I think like, it's bonkers, and I can only think that's got to be a cop out. They already had an idea, but certain themes in the game will change. Because what was the first thing in the trailer we saw? It's like upside down Eiffel Tower in the desert, and everyone was like, "What the hell was this?" Yeah, but like you realize that they do a Splatfest beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. Lost Splatfest is gonna be the, the 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 design of the next game, pretty much. So it can only be a cop out because what if Order won? That means they had to make tons of both games already. I mean, I guess it did already. Like, otherwise, it wouldn't do Order and Chaos. But still, I don't think they knew Chaos is gonna win. So yeah. They just seem to me they, like they just had two plans and one of them won and it's going to be the next centuries. Which is cool I guess because you know, they just decide what's going on. And the nice thing about Splatoon 3 is that because again it's on the Switch they can just take over a large portion of their assets can't they? Like they don't have to make it from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, I mean Splatoon 2 will probably be fun like it's going to be Splatoon again you know it's not be probably going to be too, too different but Splatoon is fun anyways. <laughs> Even if it's going to say the same. Anyways, back to Rocket League, dude. Yeah, have you seen the, the Rocket League? Uh, I've seen the Rocket League uh, Formula One uh, and, and NASCAR as well. And NASCAR. Yes. Yeah, that dude. intrigued me most because with something like that, Rocket League. So we've also within the Rocket League community have got a big thing going on about whether Rocket League is a tier one esport. So. That, like yeah, that your top tier, your biggest esports in the world, because when you think of like, esports, uh, you think more towards Counter Strike, yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, CSGO. Yeah, and whilst Overwatch isn't on that top tier, Rocket Not League's anymore, a hard probably. one because when you compare money in Rocket League, so Ooh. generally over a space of a year, prize pooling, there's about four million dollars in Rocket League, whereas Counter Strike, okay. you're looking. Well, just 20 million easy plus and that's just me off the top of my head there's going to be way more than that um dota their wells generally have like i can remember a couple of years back it was 17 million for one tournament at the end of the year 15.8 for uh Cisco. oh okay all right but some, some big, big, big difference big right yeah big moolah yeah about four times the amount of rocket league yet they're on the same tier and it all comes down, and the big contrast there was just league play within Rocket League, or not league play as such, but just a regular group stage of the tournament, was getting 150,000 viewers on Twitch alone, compared to the same sort of league play going on for CS, with their ESL, uh, like, um, 
It was was yeah. it the Intel Extreme Masters going on last week? But yeah, that was only pulling in seventy thousand. So it's weird. Like, how do you judge a game in its size? Like, this is just on a competition level. But yeah. like the same with games in themselves. Like, video games are quite easy because you can have like the Steam charts and all of that telling you how many players mm-hmm. are playing. Like. The one that always surprised me was Payday 2. It's still one of the biggest games on Steam, and that game is old <laughs> and always has people complaining about it, yet uh, people love that. The same with I mean, GTA, it, right? I tried it. Because, uh, yeah, one of the to talk about, uh, talk about uh, Payday, because he saw some DLC. So I went back to the game, and then he realized how slow and just different the game is than the games nowadays. Like, yeah, Payday used to be yeah. really slow, and back then it was fine, but if you play newer games, it, then you start to realize that it's a pretty slow game of how it just works and it just looks as well. It just looks old when you play new. It's definitely it's uh, the I want to say they call it the diesel engine. Is yeah, way out of date. Like this would have yeah. been fine on the PS3, but this ain't the PS3 anymore. And I guess another announcement: Payday 3 is on the way. Uh, oh, this. Yeah, yeah, I did oh, see man. Some, they, they got a few funding, they were actually so on they've been working on this for like last year, but because of how game development works, they needed a publisher. They couldn't go in on it themselves because it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And they were finally able to get, oh, it's a Swedish publisher, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they secured <laughs> a 50 okay. million, five zero million dollar uh, publishing deal with them so they'll get that money and then I guess like 20% of the sales they make yeah. they take the profits from it whatever uh, that's generally how publishing deals work um, but that was big because they, they've been very open about the entire process of the way which is quite cool like we saw mm-hmm. it a little bit with cyberpunk and that's why people love cd project red back then because it's like oh it's the openness of it all and like being able to <laughs> trust in them oh boy <laughs> oh boy uh but yeah, yeah they've been saying yeah. like that this one is it's belly so and they've even said right now oh we've been moved back six months because it took us a while to find a publisher because corona right so yeah. money's a little Tough bit times. of a weird point at the moment but this company's come on they've accepted it and they pushed the release date from the end of 2022 to like mid 2023 which is just them mm-hmm. saying we, we haven't been working on it we've done the planning and you know the actual writing it out in word and getting the character ideas and all of that set up but we haven't actually started putting action into the game like designing models and stuff because the members of our oh, team man. are better placed elsewhere on smaller projects or like, there's still a company that will be contracted out to help, like, quite often towards the back end of gaming development, like, the last six months, where you've got to rush out the development. A lot of big AAA companies will bring in um, other studios. Like, take a look at Cyanox from Rocket League. They have worked mm-hmm. on stuff like Unreal Tournament in that way back when, and um, there was another Vampire Hunter game, which never really took off, but... Like, they were one of those studios before they got Rocket League, and hence why they were, like, that indie hit, even though they'd yeah. done so much work in the past with big developers. And it is quite cool to see Payday keep going alive, and hopefully a brand new engine. Like, there's been talks that they might just put it on the Unreal Engine, which is very much needed, because... <laughs> 
you play Payday 2 now, and it is a yeah, stutter fest. Bad. It is in a bad, bad. state. The game is <laughs> so much better, but the like it it's it's hard to play it at more than 60 FPS, you know? I didn't expect it. Like I went in being like, ah, oh, good times, Payday, one of my favorite games. I booted up, I'm like, what the hell even is this? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like the whole thing you said about uh, Overkill and not working on the game yet, it does sound like to me. Because I'm also, I'm also a programmer myself, and I know, and probably a lot of people know that, a lot can go wrong during the coding process of box. I mean, mm. you can Cyberpunk, not exactly. Like, Cyberpunk is an easy example to get for everything that went wrong in the gaming industry, dude. Everything went wrong in Cyberpunk, pretty much. So, it just sounds like to me, they already made a date for a game that's they didn't even work on yet, and mm. to be completely honest, the latest things Overkill worked on, developers of, of Payday, weren't really that good. Like, pretty sure the latest yeah. DLC was pretty bad, and of course the Walking Dead game they made was also really, really bad. Oh, and they so, also do like and, this one yeah. war game, or am I just... was it uh, publisher? I don't know if they did a war game. I thought they did like a uh, kind of Payday, but... It was like World War II and you had to steal. Uh, oh, yes. The Raid, I think it was. You're right. Which was meant to be the sequel to Payday. And it completely uh, died on launch. No one picked it I up. Mean, yeah. I mean, it's the same with the Overkill Rock Net game. So the recent project haven't been great. So them saying that they didn't even work on the game yet, it just sounds concerning to like someone who would buy the game. Because I'll probably buy the game with, with the boys if it was a good game. But. Mm hmm. Just the way it sounds right now, it doesn't sound really promising. And I've learned from the gaming industries recently where you should be hyped for any game at all, dude, because any game can be shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even the best game can be can be bad when you actually play it in your hands. And I think that's a weird state because, like, to take another game that has very mixed opinions about it, Tarkov, uh, Buns, we're big fans of this, and... That's um, still in early access. I'm okay. They, you, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying we. Big you enjoy fan, playing the likes. game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For like five hours or something. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a really short time. And then uh, try to make a video on it. <laughs> but Tarkov was another one of these that popped up like massively last year, um, and arguably the year before, um, but. That's still in early access. They came through and said, oh, we expect this to be in full release next year. Uh, towards like the end of next year, they reckon they'll be in a state to call the game finished. Which yeah. just feels so weird because you play it now and by all accounts, even though the balance is a little bit off and the game still has a lot of bugs to it, it feels like a finished game. Like it's already got enough in it to be counted as that, but... It's just all like it's weird to define an early access game these days. I think. Oh. I mean, look at Minecraft. They they, they can never finished as well. So maybe they, like I guess you could also consider that game early access because it's never gonna get finished probably. Mm. Like, that, that was gonna update the game, and it probably never will die because it's a big fan base. But it just it's hard to know when a game is early access because if you look at Valheim, that game is also early access, but the game already looks. A bit Oh, like that is any box in the game, you know. Mm. And the only thing they're going to add to the game is more content. So I guess with some games, which are finished, like Mario Kart, like if this game is finished, 
like Market 9 for example, I'm gonna add new tracks which you consider the early game early access or would you consider an extra update to the game, you know? So it's just, I guess, a weird... It's just like a weird thing, I guess, you say call it early access and they're just adding updates to it. Yeah, when every game has DLC, like when you talk about Minecraft, those updates are always free, aren't they? I mean, you can pay yeah. for stuff in Minecraft now. Uh, uh, like there's nothing the... for Bedrock though, I'm pretty sure. There's only Bedrock Minecraft, not uh, mm. Java. Yeah. Um, the only thing you can pay for on uh, Java, Java is the, uh, the realms, but that's pretty much your service. Huh? Yeah, it's a service. Do you have your own server easier? That's not really DLC or whatever. But when it comes to Minecraft, it's in that sort of like weird state of if feels like the content in it was finished ages ago and this is just a team that because the game is still alive because people are still paying for those servers they're still mm -hmm. making money off it that they're just like well let's keep giving fans a reason to stick around and come back because you can't live entirely off modding like you take games like skyrim for example that's still alive to this day and it's purely off the back of modding but they have yeah. nowhere near the same install base or, the, or not install base but the player base currently going that Minecraft has, you know? Well, I mean, Skyrim that's just more accessible with mods, dude. Because I'm pretty sure there's like, there's a modder right now, like several modders who are working on like, adding an entire new region mm -hmm. from like, uh, from the Skyrim world. And just adding new NPCs, quests and things. It's pretty much just a new game. It, 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 I mean, that's quite insane if they go for that yeah. as a mod. That, that's been done. Oh tons in the past um and the weird part of it because i only bring up skyrim because it's always fresh in my mind because i tried to download skyrim on the uh, xbox game pass because it was the special edition you know the one Ooh, they released uh like the last last year or something yeah, that, like that the, which the was one with the hd textures or something yeah the, i think it goes up 4k in that now like but their latest one whatever because the one i have on uh, Steam is the ultimate edition as such, uh, which was like back in 2018, whatever. Um, but one again? Yeah, they keep up. Like whenever a new generation of console comes out, they they bring it out, don't they? Uh, because they can yeah, just yeah, up the enough. textures. I, uh, I think they added HDR and all of that to it. Um, but at any rate, that game is buggy as all hell. On the game on Game Pass, it's got a st uh, it's got two and a half stars out of five because the game just continuously crashes. And people <laughs> say, like, in the reviews, if you've got an Xbox, just go download this on Xbox. It works perfectly fine. PC crashes every single instant you can. Which is so odd. Like, when you've got previous versions that work and you've got community mods, like, when you go over to, just to take CD Projekt Red, their uh, good old games, <laughs> Like, as a service, GOG is fantastic because quite often they take community mods and just go to the modder and like, hey, can we put this like in our install version that we put out so that players can just have a functioning game? Because most of the games on there are like 15 years old, right? So mm -hmm. you need mods to make them work. And, you know, a mod is not going to say no to that because they've just made it out of fun and put it out there most of the time as a passion thing so as long as they get credited for the mod they're quite happy because at the end of yeah. the day as well as doing it for the fun and passion for the game this is like a little bit of a 
portfolio for them, right, to get into game development. And we saw that largely from Skyrim, like you were saying. Like, be, these developers are thrown back, being able to make, in a one, two-man team, an entire new region, entire new world, like an entire DLC as a two-man team, is nuts. I mean, there's also a market does it. Like, they also, like, the horses, I'm pretty sure, are from uh, the Mock Witches mod back in the day. Oh. So, it just seems that the successful kind of uh, games just use the community for good. Mm. It's probably also, it's probably the way you should, you should do it, question. Yeah, same with Rockstar. Why, why, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, why, why not mm. add things that are popular, you know, just, just make it for everyone. And you, you're talking about uh, Minecraft being a bigger install base than Skyrim. Well, that just makes sense just because Minecraft is more a kid's game than Skyrim is. So, kids are huge in the gaming industry because, you know, they probably generate the most money, I would say. And they also generated the most ad time, probably the easiest to influence. So, just being able to cater to kids is probably just a really big factor for a lot of gaming industries. I think it goes a little bit not as harsh that you're aiming for kids whilst you are. Well, you do want them because in, they've in got your the game. most free time. But it's that fact of if you make a game that's 18 plus, you can't get an eight year old playing it because their parents aren't going to allow them, you know? Whereas yeah. if you make Mario Kart weather, everyone can play it, which yeah. is, it's just, you've got a much wider audience to be able to get a hold of. I mean, there's always reason we were successful because everyone could play it. A little kid or your grandma, everyone could play it because it wasn't hard to do. It was really simple. Just sing your controller and then you could play a game with the whole family. Hmm. But just even on a little bit of a, I don't want to say a weirder note, but one that you might not consider is that like, I would argue 20% of the Pokemon fan base on those games have got to be like over the age of 18 because of the nostalgia factor to it. But Pokemon I mean, yeah, is. No, yeah, in, sure. yeah. Did you say 20%? Yeah, I'd say 20%. I think more. You think more? But that just yeah. goes I mean, to the I mean, show. You, you, I would love you, you to know that. Stat. Now. Yeah. I've been streaming it now, and just the way Pokemon got back into the world, I guess, with the whole Pokemon card uh, thing mm -hmm. coming back, it's probably a lot more than 20%. But Pokemon is such a heavily, at its core, kids game, ain't it, you know? Yeah. And it's not one yeah. of those that you can dip in. Pokemon, you sort of got to put a solid amount of time. You can't... I, I mean, you can play it casually, but you're not in the sense of you play for five minutes and then drop it. Like, you can't just play half an hour like you can with Mario Kart. There, there's those differences to them. I don't know, I, I didn't really play Pokemon much. The only thing I played is uh, Pokemon Go and uh, Pokemon Muscle Minecraft, so can't really speak for that uh, factor. Ooh, Pixelmon, dude. I know Bunny is a Pokemon geezer. He, he I'm a Pokemon geezer. Yeah. I like Pokemon. <laughs> he also has a, a strong opinion about the new Pokemon uh, game that released, right? Nah, it's <laughs> changing, dude. It's, it's changing. changing. You were right, dude. You were right. <laughs> so well, first that off, chibi Pokemon has always been the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, listen. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Hold, hold, hold on. That's a bit too far, dude. <laughs> Come on, Bako. Come on. Brilliant. What was it? Brilliant Diamond and... Uh... I don't even know the pro version, but all right, we're talking about those two. You know, first off, they got released. I was pissed, dude. I was very pissed. Didn't like him. They look trash. The Shibi thing, you know, the character models, I think they honestly look trash. But it's just a nostalgia, dude. It's coming back. Every time I look at that trailer, I'm like, you know what? Just got to get it, dude, for the pip-lop. <laughs> for the pip-lop. 
Just for that pit plop, that Lucario dude. They're all there, you know, the whole gang. <laughs> I just I gotta mean, get it. No, so they're so strong that it works for any, any franchise. Like, if they remade Benji Kazooie, then it would also sell really, really well. I mean, you look at Spyro and uh, Crash. Like, the, I mean, they're also good games, of course, but the nostalgia factor also helps out really well. Yeah, what's that one with the... Uh, with the lizard? The lizard boy. They also this remade boy? that. Gex. Yeah, that. Gex. Did they remake Gex? Yeah. I thought they had planned it, but they had left nah, it. There was, a, there was one, right? There was? I'm pretty sure there was sure? one, and then people called it super easy. Oh, no, I'm not talking about I Gex. Mean, I mean, Sparrow is also super easy. No, no, I know, I know. But I don't know. I don't think I'm talking about Gex then. <laughs> Spyro is yeah. the dragon. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I know Spyro is a dragon. Yeah. I mean, I guess Spyro's kind of like a lizard, I guess, so maybe needs Spyro. Nah, nah, they're green easy, little yeah. lizard boy, dude. <laughs> Platform they release. That's you ask money oh, for Oh, ukulele. Yeah, thank you. That's a, oh, that's a new, right. that, 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 that's a new game. Wait, was that a remake. full one? It's a new game, it's only oh. a remake. Alright, I'm gonna take all everything back <laughs> at the set, eh? Chile. Although, like, the first one was inspired by Benji Kazooie, but it was also too easy. It was like, oh yeah. You could tell it was made for kids, heavily made for kids. That's how easy it was. I, I, I can remember Bacon playing it on the stream, <laughs> and not, not, even, not even he was having a good time, dude. Even though he used to like this kind yeah. of game, it was really easy. Ukulele was, was having a bad time. The Impossible Lair, which is the follow-up, which is in the 2D sort of style. So mm -hmm. it's a which 3D one, game, but they mean, just sorry. made it a 2D platformer. That is what? good. What did I mean? Oh, the one you're you, you, probably yeah. thinking of, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's more like, you know, Donkey Kong Country, because funny enough, it's made by the same guys that made Donkey Kong Country over at Playtonic. <laughs> They're the old Rare Squad. Um, <laughs> but that game seemed to be more like they, they just tried it, making the Banjo Kazooie clone. Oh, it didn't quite work out. Okay, we'll try doing the Donkey Kong Country stylings, and that just works so much better and one of the coolest thing about the impossible layers you can your tutorial is challenging the impossible layer which is like the final end gauntlet run and you can beat mm -hmm. it if you're good enough at the game you can finish the game in like the first i think it takes 15 minutes because of the like i said the gauntlet run of it which is crazy as an idea but it's just not really that possible to the average fan <laughs> because yeah. you need to go through and get all the power-ups and that which just make the game easier i mean what Ben you said about uh people saying it's too easy i was saying it's kind of hard to say because it's it's pretty much your own opinion right because just because yeah. you think it's easy doesn't mean everyone else's thing's gonna be easy like probably gonna be a few people who think sparrow is some hard levels even though i thought sparrow was a uh, a piece of cake like it was really easy in my opinion oh, yeah. there's some people who probably think it's going to be uh, i guess a hard game so, you know, it's, really, it's not really good criticism to say a game is just too easy. I mean, I opinion. quit Pyro mainly because it was too easy. I was playing, I was like, yeah, I mean, not really any challenge here. <laughs> I mean... It just got boring. I mean, it's also, also probably why I think Ukulele kind of failed, because making a game like Benji Kazooie nowadays just doesn't hit the same as back then, mm. you know? Sometimes everything changed in the gaming industry. I don't think it's going to be as easy. A good example that's probably close to it is Mario Odyssey. You know, mm -hmm. It's probably close to a Benji Kazooie game, and that, that, that worked because, of course, it's Mario, so that's already a good, good thing. The controls are really, really smooth, they also helped out. And there's so much to do. Like, if you're only gonna have six stars in a level, I don't know if it's gonna hit the same as one with Mario Odyssey, where you can do so many different things. So that's just a lot bigger than Benji Kazooie did. 
Mario Odyssey was perfect because it was like you could it was easy for kids, mm -hmm. but like they were also start and they can finish it. They don't have to get the hard stars, but it was also yeah. good for the main fans that actually wanted a bit of a challenge. Yeah, and of course, what Bacon said about uh, with Pokemon, you can only step in for yeah. half an hour. If you play for half an hour, you still have the feeling you did some progress because you probably got one, like two or three stars doing that half an hour. So, I feel like it's probably smart to trick people into thinking they're making big progress, even though it's not what they're doing. It's probably also why the pass is so successful, because people are seeing making progress or something. Well, it's even when you think of play. Breath of the Wild, that is very easy just to put half an hour in, right? Yeah, as well. With the Korok seat and stuff, they obviously they're doing progress. You're doing something new, exploring. Hmm. Which is successful, probably. Well, yeah, it's a praise as uh, a good open world game. And Especially other games. Is that why stuff like. Because I've never been into them, but. To take the tangent from Minecraft, but. You know, Rust and all of those sort of Ooh. open world survival. Valheim, like you said. Because I've never been a fan of those games and I can't, like, get into them. They just feel too big and i guess i need my own like to be told the goal to work to it instead of just yeah. oh i fancy building a house like that that's not me but i mean saying, rust and fallheim are yeah they're really two different two different things fallheim well i mean the way we play it is just us against that world rust yeah. it's full of you against PGP. everyone else on that server yeah and, i mean it's funny because you know if i'm said it's pve Rust will be PvP probably, and then you also have Argus PvPVE. Yeah. So if, like, it's, it's kind of kind of weird, Bacon. What are you doing, dude? You're generalizing the open world charm, dude? Yeah, what, <laughs> what's on, happening man. here, dude? What's, what's going on, on, dude? You gotta take that uh, in account, man. Yeah, dude. Because just because the open world doesn't mean it's the same at all, dude. Because those three games are totally different to one another. That's fair, that's fair. No? Yeah, Rust. Like, again, this is someone that doesn't like them, so doesn't play that much of them. So yeah. I'm, I apologize. But that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. You're learning. You're learning. Another one to add on to the mix would be Ark, you know, the dinosaur yeah, game, and I I thought game. that game was trash personally. Well, it was trash back in the day, to be yeah. honest. With like very true, very true. But now Bunny and I are playing it again, and it's it's it a good was, game. Uh, it was very hard for Chew to get me back on that game because the first oh, time I mean, he played it, I definitely did. didn't get back. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, we're gonna play with the boys." I was like, "Yeah, hell no, I'm not doing that again." I'm not no, wasting it's it's and it's amazing, space, yeah. dude. <laughs> it is I'm amazing. Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the thing about what makes Ark better, in my opinion, than Rust is because Rust you put on people all the time. And with Ark, you also have the element of NPCs on there and bosses and stuff, which I think is just more fun. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, can, maybe we can get you to play Ark again with us? Join our gang? Maybe. The Kappa like, Club? Yo. Th those and wounds cut deep, buddy. Like, I was hoping dude. this was going to be a cool dinosaur game, and it was it is. just... It is. Listen, dude, oh. we have a Boris. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means, dude. Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> have no, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's, it's you know, sometimes, dinosaur. On a, sometimes you just got to have something that no one knows about. <laughs> like, those games are also the games you play for half an hour. Like, if you go, if you boot up to play Ross, you either play for five minutes to check if you're good rated, same with Ark, or you play probably for two, three hours. Mm. Just because you want to get stuff done. Six. Six sometimes. It doesn't matter because you can't get rid of other people. But with Ark and Rust, people can raid you. And even in, in Ark, Thanos can still kill you when you're, if, when you're not online. Because oh, yeah, because your body you, you is are, just standing yeah, there. Yeah, you're still there while you're sleeping. To be, exactly, you're sleeping mm. there. But still, if, if, you're not, if you're not in the base, then you can still die to players or uh, dinosaurs. 
very spooky. It is very spooky, and it's also it feels every time you play, it just feels like a new adventure. Just because so much sh uh, stuff happens <laughs> in one session. Oh man! The emotions, pain, uh, the loss of a, I guess a family member because yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Was, Don't bring me back. <laughs> we had so many dinosaurs. I mean, we had such a good time. And then some random tiger appeared from the trees in the, the top. I was, and like a day before, body. I was memeing about it. I was like, imagine if those tiger things in these woods actually climb up in the in the trees and they jump on you when you fly by. You know, it was just a meme. I thought it couldn't happen. I was like, that's way too insane to actually happen. I was just flying through the woods out of nowhere. Tiger just jumps, gets me on my bird, bird dies. Yeah, dude. And I... Those things make you make good <laughs> games with good stories, I think. Because if you have a game you can tell a good story about, I think that's a good game. Mm. That's also about like CTs, because in CTs so much shit, shit happens where you just can tell a story about. Like all the times you get attacked by, I don't know, a good player. Because recently, Bunny and I... Uh, it seems Bunny and I recently just attract a lot of Power Legends yeah. to our server. So like we're in the, the OP lobbies now. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times we play the game, we... I mean, the same happened with View Bacon and we with Gooms. Like, we still have fun adventures we you know we remember the session by and i think if you can have that kind of stuff every game i think that it's a good game because when i think about spyro i just think about <laughs> the easy levels i did <laughs> i think just, about a purple dragon go, dude yeah i just think about sorry, the easy levels i just complete to 100 the game perhaps for me then it's the because you know you're saying about the exploration aspect Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the, uh, what's it, the procedural generation where they're just randomized worlds, whereas... Well, it's not in ARK, it's not in uh, non cities either. What, is ARK I'm, I'm just a complete... I thought yeah. ARK yeah. was... ARK is the island and then other things, you know, yeah. other maps. Oh. ARK has, uh, I think, uh, seven or eight maps now. Uh, you know, five free ones, three or four DUC ones right now. Rust is completely different, though. That's yeah, just random different. every server. But lately, it's uh, you can change the maps. You, know, you can design your own map, so... Some people use cool. the same map, but you know, it's mostly I mean, random. I feel like I, I would prefer having a, just a map over uh, random in a PvP setting. If it was PvE, then I wouldn't mind, like Terraria, Minecraft, and uh, Valheim. Because then, every time you play again, you have a new world, and I feel like you don't need a new world every time you play in a PvP setting, because you already have stories about to tell with PvP. Mm. Like, even about ARK, uh, Barry and I didn't really PvP anyone yet, but you still told stories about people, because some geezers built a giant house next to our, pro like, our, uh, what do you call it? Well, our shack. Not permanent, yeah, our shack, pretty much. Like, our shack, dude. We built a, uh, a shack just so we're safe there for night, you know? Because mm -hmm. we, we were gonna log off, and then from there we want to make a permanent base somewhere. We log back in, there's a giant house next to us, dude, <laughs> and they don't even know we live there yet, dude, so... <laughs> Those people came closer and closer to our base, dude, without knowing we lived there. And the whole time we just got scared, dude. Like, what if they find us? Maybe they're gonna kill our dinosaurs or something, dude. So, even if another PvP is still fun stories about other people. That's why I think. I don't know, I just prefer having a normal map over a uh, generally map with other players. Fair. Especially because you can find over certain spots if you know the map, you know? Mm. Plus, obviously, some spots is better than other spots. Which makes uh, Clan Wars better. I know. For me, it was that case of like just again taking breath of wild. Like when you come across points, like not Easter eggs as such, but where clearly one of the developers has spent a lot of time and care into that region, and mm -hmm. there's just like 
a, an actual purpose for it being there as like a yeah. little statement and you're just like this is just really nice whereas yeah, I mean, you don't get that with procedural generation with those yeah. uh pvp maps but i yeah. guess the the procedural generation is to make the pvp fresher because then you don't go into the lobby already knowing the best place to set up your base you know yeah. well for russ it's definitely like because it's pvp base you can't do that because that game has no. so many <laughs> no lives like, if you would make a map that is the same always like wipe they everyone would already be like a full out war on the spot i mean i think it doesn't really matter hmm? no i think it doesn't really matter if it's randomly generated or not people playing the map the map's not going to reset every month right just uh the, the builds on the map's going to reset uh rust everything resets even the map yeah the map also okay, the map. Then, uh, i thought it was just uh like on server uh, just only the buildings get reset nah rust is like the entire evo on uh, some uh normally it's always just a complete new map and others like put up some few maps that they uh, generate and then be like, yo, you wanna, wanna yeah. vote? One of these three. Are you gonna vote as well? Okay. Yeah, some, sometimes. On the Discord, but like, things like even that. Even then, I also think it really matters that much because you still are gonna have points of interest which is gonna be the same things, right? You're still gonna have the airport and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, um, it's, the the map is different, but the, like, uh, I guess the monuments, they're all on the map, you know? Sometimes they, yeah, they so, keep a few out, but... That's why I feel like it doesn't really matter if it's randomly generated or uh, just one standard map. Because either way, people are going to fight for the same stuff anyways. Like, even if it's new map every time, people are going to find the best spot and try and fight over the best spot. And what Baker said about Breath of the Wild, about uh, was putting more care into it, you can tell by Ark that they actually did that stuff. Because Bonnie was exploring with the bird before he died. Yeah. And he was in awe when he saw a tree over a cliff. He's like, wait, you can go this tree? Yeah, that was pretty sick, dude. <laughs> That's when they meant a bird died, but stuff like that is, is also pretty cool. <laughs> and I, I think back of, uh, I think back of uh, Breath of the Wild about the whole Iwata shrine they made in uh, Breath of the Wild where you had to find this NPC which looked like Iwata and then he would tell you about his uh, spot where he was resting. And then when you got there, you can get uh, the, I think it was called the God Mount or something. The, the weird alien mount where you could run forever and you oh, couldn't the, put it in your, uh... in your stable. The There's a weird name, but yeah, I know which yeah. yeah. yeah, but, but On top of the mountain, right? Yeah. That was like Iwata's resting place, because, you know, he was, he was still a big part of Nintendo when it got developed, so they added that stuff for him, which I think is really cool for them to do, and you don't get that stuff in randomly generated maps. But it's for a single-player game, it makes sense to stand map, because, you know, yeah, you want to put course. detail in your map. Online, I think both can work, but I prefer having a, just a map set. And I think, uh, I don't know about you, you guys, about Bonnie and Baku. I know Baku doesn't play a lot of those games. But what about you, Bonnie? What do you prefer? Uh, random generated? Like, or, uh... Yeah, I like randomly generated. Doesn't yeah. really matter. You know, it gives you a fresh start every time it wipes. And so then... always like that. You know, you, as soon as the, the new month comes, there's a new wipe. You can already look, you know, you join. You look on the map, you're like, oh, sick, new map, you know? Look for another mm -hmm. spot. It's always different, you know? I mean, would you not want to be like... Like, if you think about a game like Mishraded, like, wouldn't you like to be have, like, bigger cities and stuff in Rust at some point? Like, no, be cool I think you, on no? Rust, no, on, on, on Rust, I actually think it works how to do it now. The big cities yeah. are not really necessary. Okay. Uh, see, there are maps with, like, big cities that they made, but uh, it just, I don't know, it doesn't feel the same, you know? Yeah. 
I am kind of sad that they removed the, the zombies though. That makes me sad. There were zombies in the there game are, at some point. There's still, there's still servers where you can play with zombies. That's all. Is it, like, is it good though? It's alright. It's not great. Uh, it's only alright. There you go. I like yeah, no, the randomly generated ammo, I think I'm, uh, I'm, it depends on the game, you know? Yeah. But if it's like PvP based like Rust, I like it to be different because if you have the same map over and over every month, because I used to play a lot, like every mm -hmm. month, at least for like, you know, three months straight on Rust. If you have the same map over and over again, you just know what's going to happen. You know, the places, everything. Uh, yeah, but like, isn't it also fun because then you know where to be for PvP? And you can prepare yeah, for that it, to get that like, spot. That's probably like a week on the new map and you already know where the PvP is mostly going to be. Yeah, so it still doesn't matter then, right? If it's generated or not. No, like I it guess. doesn't change that much to the game. No, but it's just like... But yeah, it depends on like base building pretty much with randomly yeah, generated. Okay. Because if you get like a new map, you get new spots where you can build a base and you can change your entire base to its that yeah, terrain okay. and shit like that. That makes sense. I mean, you are the rust expert because you play for almost a thousand hours you know really like 80 more for the, for a thousand the one yeah game. yeah it's not a lot for us though honestly well it's maybe even uh nice of arc nice of arc <laughs> yeah true 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 <laughs> well oh man it's getting close to race dude the points are getting close to each other they they have YouTube. been i think all the way like true you've just been eking out little bits every now and then with the more yeah, consistent dude. firsts, but yeah, you look at that, and I, I wish Mario Kart had harder NPCs. I truly do. Because oh, maybe the next one, yeah, because they did a two hundred CC in this game, right? Or was the last game one or two? So they are making it harder, difficult, more difficult. But that's just the speed thing. Two hundred CC isn't that much difficult. It's just an interesting new way to play because when you look at Mario Kart for it. It, at 150 cc you never have to break yeah but 200 you do to make the turns which is a very cool new addition to it all but the npcs I mean, are still a bit yeah goofy a little bit like uh yeah. you remember rocket league when you first started playing and the hard <laughs> bots on that when you start off you're like how do you do this two weeks later and you're like wow can't even fly <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like it's hard to make thing. someone fly, I guess. And I think it's hard to make an AI fly towards the ball. So it's Rocket League is gonna always have shit AI because I have no idea how they would fix it to make it fly and actually be hard to play against. Well, there's an entire bot uh, like AI development community behind actually making good bots for Rocket League, and they well? basically do it from AI learning on pro players. And I could tell you, some bots could probably like you know kick my butt. And that's just saying, like, you know, a champ too. So, and uh, uh, kicked my butt quite significant. Like, they've probably got bots up to the level of, like, GC now, which is really impressive. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to have harder bots than Mario Kart. I wouldn't really mind. And uh, I, I think would. it probably might happen. You wouldn't mind? Why? <laughs> of course not. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you would mind. Maybe, maybe, maybe you think you. because, maybe because you, you know, if the harder bots, I, I would get to play harder bots. He's clapped. Yeah, because right? Or you, you don't nah, right? don't worry. Okay. I'm bantering around, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> no, never, no you banter You never know if Bonnie is. You never know if Bonnie is. always a bit sarcastic. <laughs> uh, you're just a wild card, dude. I'm, I'm a full like, wild card, you know? 
Something you say is just main event. <laughs> so stupid. It's something you say. That's out of nowhere. Like, what? Is this guy for real or not, dude? It's just, it's just funny to play with Bunny, dude. Bunny, Bunny's a he's funny Bunny. He said himself. Funny once. Bunny. He's Here funny we bunny. go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> he said himself, dude. Funny Bunny. Looking at time as well. Probably man. getting closer towards the end, boys. I think we're getting close to the end, dude. Especially because I'm winning now. Flickering, dude. <laughs> What's flickering? The, fl the lights, dude. The ball oh, lights. Oh, man. Dude, I'm pressing you, I'm pressing you that, the That's jam, your job, buddy. Fix it. Yeah, you're the jam. Yeah, you're the jam. It. Now, I'm not going <laughs> to fix it. I'm not going <laughs> to fix it. I'm not going to fix it. You're the jam, dude. What are you on about, man? It's all right, you know. I'm quickly going to just open up the books. mood. Yeah, right here it says maintenance of electrical appliances and devices within the bar. Light bulb, is that a device? Nah. Uh, I think it is, yeah. Nah, I don't think so, man. Mm. It's your job. I'm the pro, so I should know. Are you the pro? <laughs> the pro janitor? Yeah, you're, you're a pro. Fix it then, dude. <laughs> what, like, uh, fixing Felix? I guess. <laughs> okay, you, good enough. You, I'll fix it, dude. I'll fix if, it. If you're a gold hammer, it fixes things and go for it, dude. True, I was very close to like writing that down as a bad mark on his uh, quarterly review, but you know what? We'll, we'll allow. We'll let this one slip. How about that, buddy? Oh, no, no. Oh. Right now, now, please. I, I assume he's being sarcastic because he's funny, Barney, so I, I think he's going to fix it <laughs> for the next time. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, the Flex fans. You don't want to be trying yeah. next Flex podcast. Flex fans. Hey, what's up, Flex fans? You already know. <laughs> we out here. Yeah, I think I threw a place, hmm? <laughs> Okay, chill out. I'm second, by the way. He's second? He oh, is. Wow. He's one point ahead of me. This oh, has then. been a long Mario Kart sesh. Then uh, how about we call this the last race, dude? The last race. Last race. Okay, yeah. well, I would have wanted to know that beforehand. Okay. It's alright. Okay. okay. No, it's alright. It's already getting the excuses out here, true. <laughs> if like, you want, we can, we can do one more for this if you want, dude. No, no, it's alright. It's alright. Okay, okay. Sure, he faked me out on the double boxing. It really, it really had me. I'm I'm up with my boy Bunny, dude. Can't you see? The Dutch gang represent the Dutchies. Stay yeah, strong dude. together. Flex okay, wow, gang. This guy, this guy, man, he's put a three ball oh, on me. Went completely wrong. <laughs> it's fine, dude. We still have time. We still have time. We still have time. No worries. Oh well. Okay. okay. Dutch gang <laughs> represent. <laughs> I'm still happy, dude. But I see how this. I see how this is. It's alright. It's alright, you know. I'm fully aware that I've got both of you against me here, and it's not good. Dude, everyone's against you. It's Mario Kart. They don't, they don't use Mario Kart, dude. Hey, what did you uh, spank? As, as Bungie showed me, they're throwing a retro at me. So, <laughs> they don't use Mario Kart. Everyone for themselves. That's how it should be. Do you guys ever play team mode in Mario Kart? No. Like, uh, no, thank you. Because <laughs> growing up with my uh, like cousin's little brother in that, we'd quite often do like uh, brothers v brothers. So you'd be both from the same team. Um, I didn't really have but, an experience like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, one of these is a weird case because he, he doesn't really have that much time with somebody because uh, they, they work a lot with their own story, you know, so they don't really play games together anyway, so. But for me, my, my family, we prefer everyone from the South, dude. I bought both, dude. That's how it should be with your family. But Winner takes all. Did you ever, on Mario Kart Double Dash, actually use two people in the same cart? Yeah. Because that was great back then. Like, 
Because that just felt like good co-op, whereas, like... <laughs> I don't know, you could just... You would get the same experience out of just being playing it like one person a car, but... I don't know. Much prefer doing that 2P. Shoo! You are so screwing me up here at the last moment. I hate you so what much. <laughs> Would you look at that? Even the that's, AI's getting in on this. That's getting represented, boys. Here we go. Back oh, at the end. That's three points ahead. Oh. It's a big lead. Everyone so watching this on YouTube is just going to see, be there like, this is what Bacon has to put up with. <laughs> Just, just get better, man. Get better. Just, just get better. You're right. You're right. There you go, boys. Final standing. Chewbacca back first place. Flexed Bunny the janitor. Second place. And Digital Bacon Gaming. I don't know why the gaming is so in there because he's not doing well. It's third place. Last of the three. So we race for main event, right? <laughs> I guess. I okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck being janitor. Wait, what? Joker to fix the lights now, dude. Joker to fix the lights now. I mean, Next speaking of racing, week. about the, the three-point three difference, uh, I assume Bacon has seen it, but Max Stappen with the 0 0.3 second lead on Hamilton with yes. the qualifying race today, dude. It's going to be going to be epic to see. First race yeah. of the year. Is indeed. So for everyone at home, we're going to, uh, you know, drop off because maybe do like a little bit of view and pie, whatever, over the F1 because that's going to be great fun. Looking forward to it ourselves and hopefully... You know, we got a couple of F1 fans out there. If not, you know, well, not your thing. Don't, you then know, I guess, I guess, I guess, let's do our podcast. I guess, let's do our podcast if <laughs> you want to watch Whoa. Formula One. Okay. <laughs> I guess I just got fired. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying for the viewers or, or the watchers, they can okay. watch another podcast or listen to another one because we do have three out there as a fourth one coming up in two days. So, you know, we, we, we're starting a library here, dude. Yeah, we are we are oh. making a step in the social media world, dude. We are putting a mark down our flag. Kappa Club flag. Still saying it, Flex fans. Don't worry. I'll get the big TikTokers in here. <laughs> okay. Okay, dude. That that's it. Buns, you're gonna become you you promote a janitor to TikTok influencer for Woo. the Kappa Club. Alright. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll allow this. That that's it. That's the review. At the end of today, Buns is getting promotion. I'm sure we've got loads of Flex fans out there that are absolutely loving to hear the news. But the news people probably don't love to hear is that we've got to close on up, boys. We need to Aww. Get everyone out of the bar. Unfortunately, our license doesn't go on for any longer. You know, it's getting pretty late. We don't want to be done in. Because if we did, you know, we uh, might get caught, might get fined, might not be able to run the bar anymore. And, of course, you don't want that. So a big, big thank you to everyone tuning in. A big, big thank you, of course, to both Chew and Bunny beside me oh, here. Thank you, man. Behind thank you, man. the bar. It's so been nice. a pleasure. And, of course... Make sure to go follow us over on Twitter at Kappa Club Cast and please do also on Instagram and on yeah. Facebook. I was gonna say, yeah. and next <laughs> and week TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> That's Bunny's department. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. if, if there's no TikTok, you can blame Buns. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare for the hate. Blame Bunny is coming back. <laughs> but guys, <laughs> until next week, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.